Welcome, welcome, welcome to the premiere episode of the Puck House Podcast. Now you're pro- you're probably wondering, what is the Puck House Podcast all about? Well, to make it short and sweet, the Puck House will cover everything hockey at every level. So we'll talk about what's happening in the world of hockey from news about teams, players, and scores of games from various leagues. The plan is for episodes to be released every Friday, tentatively. So if you want to stay updated on that, give the Puck House Pod a follow over on Instagram, where I'll have information on that plus tons of other bonus content. So make sure to give that a follow. But anyways, sit back, relax, and enjoy the Puck House Podcast. Alright, so now it's time for a segment we like to call the Roundup. So what is the Roundup? The Roundup will basically be recapping various events that have happened in the past week in hockey. So right now, we are in the midst of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And it's certainly been, the first round has been quite exciting. A lot of things that I didn't expect to happen, which you'll see from my playoff predictions, which I have kind of pre-recorded like a week and a half ago, but you'll, you'll, you'll hear it in a little bit. We'll get back to that, but it's certainly been interesting. So currently I'll just recap what is going on with the playoff series. Keep in mind. This is from, like, I'm recording this on Thursday, so I have no idea what happened with Thursday night's game, so keep that in mind. But, so, as of now, Boston has a 3-2 series lead over the Florida Panthers. The Florida Panthers fought fought hard last night to stay alive. Matthew Kachuk with the overtime winner. Looking to the Seattle Kraken. Man, I'll... I'll discuss them. I'll I'll come back to them in a little bit. But they're up 3-2 in the series. I'll talk a little bit about them in a little bit. Look in here. The Maple Leafs. 3-1 series lead. I'll I'll come back to that too. Because I have a whole kind of hot take on that. So, upcoming segment. Devils, Rangers. The series is tied at 2-2 right now. So, it was Ranger, Rangers were up 2-0 in the series, and now it's 2-2. It is really anyone's series there. Now I'm looking, and as of now, the game game five has just started, and the Devils just scored an early goal. Yeah, Andre Palat, 39 seconds in. So game literally just started. Just looking at that right now. On. And Vegas, up 3-1 in the series, has a chance to close it out tonight. I mean, the Jets won game one initially, but now the Golden Knights have won three straight and have a chance to close it out tonight. I don't know if it did happen as of because listening to this on Friday or after, but as of now, as of time I'm recording this, it is 3-1 in that series. Looking to the Stars and Wild, Dallas leads 3-2. I like this Stars team. This Stars team is going to be really good. I don't think they'll go all the way this year. I think they could make like the conference finals. I'll talk about that in my playoff predictions. But look out for the Stars in the next couple years because the Dallas Stars are going to have a really good team. Really like they're a fun team to watch. So 
they'll definitely be a Stanley Cup contender next couple seasons. Hurricanes, Islanders, the series there is 3-2. The Hurricanes have a chance to close out the series. Well, it'd be, yeah, it'd be tomorrow night, tonight from, yeah, Friday night, let's just say. Friday night, they have a chance to close out the series uh, in game six. Now, man, let's talk about this Kraken team. Wow. Let's get cracking about the Kraken right now. Wow. I did not expect this. And you'll hear in my playoff predictions later on the episode. But 3-2 series lead with a chance to close it out at home on Friday night. So that's that's huge. Like, wow. Like, good on the Kraken. Like, you are, like, being a wild card team, you're at... You're at quite a bit of, of a disadvantage already. The fact that you're going up against the defending Stanley Cup champions, because those guys have way more playoff experience, especially for like this expansion team. You know, Seattle, the Kraken as a team, they don't have any playoff experience whatsoever. And to go in and not only just, you know, win a game or two, take a 3-2 series lead against the defending Stanley Cup champions. And Colorado just has so many good players on that team. Nathan McKinnon is always, you know, he's one of the best players in the NHL. Kale McCarr, like, easily, like, top three defensemen in the NHL. Like, just unreal. Like, Kale McCarr is going to be a beast in the next couple of years. But... Wow, 3-2 series lead. I did not expect that. But there's not just NHL hockey going on as well. There's also the CHL playoffs from all across Canada right now are commencing. They've been in the they're now in the conference finals right now starting starting Friday night. The conference finals will begin Friday night across the OHL, the QMJHL and the WHL. So there's there's a lot happening there. There's 12 teams left out of 60 teams. We've made it down this way. 12 teams vying for three spots in the Memorial Cup in my hometown of Kamloops. I can't wait for it. I've got tickets to it, so I'm I'll keep you guys informed on all that. So quite excited for it. Looking across the I'm, I think, honestly, looking at the way it's been shaping up, I do think this is the year that a WHL team wins the Memorial Cup for the first time since the Edmonton Oil Kings did it back in 2014. There has been, there's been a drought in the WHL. It's been nine years now since a WHL team has captured the Memorial Cup. I think this is the year. Not only is there... Well, you have better odds because there's going to be two two WHL teams. Not only that, though, I think just the there's so many good teams in the WHL this year. Seattle's a really good team. They're loaded. Winnipeg is loaded. Even like even like Saskatoon, who I'll ta- I'll talk about in a minute. Like they're they're a quality team too. So there's just some good teams. I think the Q, the QMJHL representative, the QMA, QMJHL seems like kind of a four-horse race there. 
So it'll be interesting to see who comes to the Memorial Cup and how they'll fare. Now the OHL playoffs have been exciting with, you know, quite a few upsets. Shane Wright and the Windsor Spitfires getting swept in, like, in Tampa Bay style in the first round. I was I was shocked by that. I thought Windsor was going to be the team in the OHL that was going to go all the way and make their way to the Memorial Cup. But, nope, got swept in the first round. Kitchener got their brooms out. Sweep, sweep. Uh, and then... There was also Peterborough upsetting Ottawa. And after Windsor got out, I was thinking Ottawa is the team. But Peterborough, they managed to beat the 67s in six games. I watched the end of that game six, Peterborough-Ottawa. Peterborough was up 5-1 with like eight minutes left or something. Ottawa did not go down without a fight. They scored three goals. In a span of the next six minutes to make it 5-4 with two minutes left. And I honestly believed that they were going to tie it. And they could not find that tying goal. And Peterborough held on. And also, Brant Clark and Barry got eliminated from the from the playoffs. I was, I was kind of hoping to see Barry make it. Because Brant Clark would have been a fun player to watch. He's gonna be he's gonna be a really good defenseman, obviously in the LA Kings prospect system. And then as we go over to the WHL, the Saskatoon Blades complete the reverse sweep. They were down three nothing, and even down during game four, managed to. To win, win game four, come back in game four and win that game. Then go win game five. Not only that, go win game six. And then win game seven to complete the reverse sweep. I don't know what happens there. I mean, but as the saying goes, the fourth game is the toughest to win. And Saskatoon just fought so hard to try to get those, those four victories. So... Good on Saskatoon for doing that. They will take on the Winnipeg Ice in the Eastern Conference Finals. Curious to see how that series plays out. Because my Blazers taking on the Seattle Thunderbirds in the Western Conference Finals. Oh boy, is that going to be a good series. That is going to be... I, I mean, I'm excited, but it's also nerve-wracking. Because it's going to be a tight series. I, I'm telling you, it's a guaranteed Game 7. I cannot see any team winning it in under seven games. It is going to be just a thriller of a series. It's going to be so much fun to watch. I can't wait to go to those games. It'll be, it'll be really exciting. The winner of that series will take on the winner of Winnipeg-Saskatoon. I think whoever... who, I mean, Winnipeg and Saskatoon are good teams, but I think whoever wins that Kamloops-Seattle series, I think goes on to win the WHL championship. And I mean, if you're in the East and you win the series, Saskatoon or Winnipeg, and Kamloops wins and goes on to the WHL finals, you're in the Memorial Cup. So that's a nice bonus, you know, on top of winning your Eastern, being the Eastern Conference champion, you get a chance to play in the Memorial Cup. What a, what a great, you know, opportunity for those those players on those teams. So 
Now we're going to move into the hot take. The hot take. What I'm kind of today, we're going to talk about the Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs being up 3 1 in the series. My thoughts on it. What's going to happen? The hot take. Let's talk about the Maple Leafs. 3 1 series lead after just an absolute disaster game one. I was like, because honestly, I, and you'll hear my playoff predictions, I was a major doubter of the Leafs. I did not think, well, I shouldn't say, like, but point is, I was not big on the Leafs. Like, you know, it's like, I just didn't think that this was the year, you know, but I mean, especially after watching game one, I was like, after watching game one, it's like, oh my gosh, like, here we go again. They're about to do this again. And you know what? I got to give them props. They fought back, you know, they won. Yeah, they won game game two by score seven two. That's a statement win after losing seven three the previous game. And then they went down to Tampa. So, so when the series is up one one, I was honestly thinking like, oh, they'll they'll get a game and I'll probably come back to Toronto tied up a two. No, they win. They score. It looks like the Lightning are about to take a two one series lead. That's what it looks like. Final minute of the game and the Maple Leafs. Find a way. They find a way to tie it up courtesy of a goal by Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly, the new guy, chipping in. Good on him for getting that. And then, then wow. Down 4-1, mid-third period, the Maple Leafs were able to come back and tie the game and then win in overtime to take a 3-1 series lead. Those are two games that the Lightning should have had under their belt, and the Maple Leafs found a way to claw themselves back into the game and win both those games in overtime. So that was, yeah, because I was watching that third period of that game, and that was crazy because Matthew scores. It's like, all right, it's 4-2. Then all of a sudden, once Matthew scored again, it's like, okay, there's a chance here. And then Morgan Riley finds a way to tie the game up and it's like oh my gosh and it's interesting hmm 4-1 4-1 mid third period where have we heard that before hmm where have we heard that before from going back 10 years 2013 game 7 the Br- the not the bruins the maple leafs had a 4-1 lead in game 7 oh they're looking like oh they're going to win their first playoff series since 2004, first time in nine years. And then somehow, the Bruins find a way to... All right, they score to make it 4-2. All right, okay. The Maple Leafs are pretty much like a lock to win this game. It's 4-2. There's under two minutes left. Bruins aren't going to come back. The Maple Leafs are going to win this series. Like, what a, what a big, you know, upset because the Bruins were such a top team at the time and then all right 4-3 courtesy of Milan Lucic and then just seconds later Patrice Bergeron with the goal to tie it up at four and then he would score the eventual overtime winner to just snatch it from the Maple Leafs snatch it I think the fact that this team was able to 
like fight back, you know, down 4-1. I think it's almost like kind of like a like this is their time. Like the fact that they were able to cuz I feel like now they've finally avenge like gotten revenge on those like 4-1 demons that have haunted the team for 10 years. Now, the job isn't finished yet because, I mean, you know, every year kind of it seems like, oh, yeah, the Maple Leafs are going to win this year, and they somehow find a way to blow it. But the fact that this team was able to come back from 4-1 down, I mean, that says says something about this team. And initially I was like, and you'll, like I said, you'll hear my playoff predictions. This is, you know, it's same same story, same script. But this team, this team seems different. And if they're able to close it out tonight, that would be, or well, yesterday, tonight for me, Thursday. Let's just call it Thursday. But if they're able to win tonight, then that's, that's a huge morale boost for the team, the players, the whole organization in general. That's just a huge morale boost for them to finally get past that first round. And even if they don't go, they're they're probably not going to win the cup this year cuz they'll probably have to face they'll they'll like face Boston in the second round. Yeah, I just don't see like yeah, it'd be don't see them win the cup, but it's a huge morale boost for them. If they don't win the game, this game, the whole like it completely changes how it'll go because then it'd be 3-2 going down to Tampa and you know Tampa fans are going to be, you know, you know, you have that extra man out there basically. And then if it goes back to Toronto for game 7, it's just I So I think tonight tonight really is huge. Like I think the Maple Leafs have to win. I think the Maple Leafs have to win tonight in order for it not to go to a game 7. And because I think that's how the Maple Leafs are gonna win this, win the series, and avenge you know those playoff first round demons that have haunted them for so long. If they can, if they can win in under seven, I think that that's because I just don't see them being able to win a game seven in the first round. Well, that's kind of my that's kind of my hot take. It's kind of my hot take, and now now we're gonna segue into those playoff predictions that I've been referring to. Now, like I said, keep in mind, this was record these playoff predictions were recorded like a week and a half ago. Like right before the playoffs began, I made that. So keep in mind some of the things I said haven't aged well. Some of them some of them have aged quite well, but some of them haven't aged well. So just, you know, factor that, you know. So, yeah, but here are my Stanley Cup playoff predictions. All right, so by the time you're listening to this podcast, the NHL playoffs are in full swing right now. So I thought take a look at some of my playoff predictions and my Stanley Cup champion pick. So we're going to start out in the Western Conference. We got Colorado, Seattle. Colorado, you know, they're defending Stanley Cup champions. Seattle, expansion team, their second year. They got a really young core. You know, Matty Beneers and those guys. 
I got Colorado winning that series in six games. Seattle's a good young team, but ultimately against the defending Stanley Cup champions, I don't think Seattle stands much of a chance. I think they'll, you know, they'll put up a game or two. They'll win a game or two, but I don't think they can pull out pull out the upset. So I have Colorado winning that series in six games. Moving on to Dallas, Minnesota, and Dallas has a really good, you know, really good young team, Jason Robertson and all that. Minnesota, solid team with Kapril Kaprizov and all that. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I think Dallas wins that series in six games. Dallas has such a good young team, and I could really see them making a deep run through this playoffs. More on that a little bit later. Now, moving on to the Pacific Division, Vegas-Winnipeg. I got Vegas beating Winnipeg in five games. I think Winnipeg will get a game, but ultimately, Vegas is just the better team at the end of the day. No question. Edmonton, LA. I This series, I think, is going to be a really good series. Edmonton, LA. I got Connor McDavid at Edmonton in seven games. It will be a really good series, rematch of last year. But at the end, the end of the day, Edmonton pulls out in seven. Connor McDavid, game-winning goal. Game seven, I'm calling it. Just he'll find a way to be clutch. Boston, Florida. Boston is just the best regular season of all time with, I think it was 65 wins. Fact check me on that, but I think it, I think it's 65 wins there against Florida, who has Matthew Kachuk in that big blockbuster trade with Calgary last year and all that. But Boston is just a far better team. They're on a whole different level. I got Boston winning that series in four. Like, if Florida gets a game, that'll be that'll be quite something. If Florida gets a game against that kind of team. Oh, this one's a doozy. Toronto, Tampa. Ho, ho, ho. This is going to be a good one. Rematch of last year. And who do I got? I got Tampa in seven. It's going to happen again. I think it's going to happen again. Just Toronto, they're a really good team. And they should honestly make it out of the first round. But if Toronto's going to win the ser- a series... They're going to have to win it in six games or under. I cannot see them going in and winning a game seven after everything the team has been through with game sevens. I can't see them going in and finding a way to win game seven. So in that, I got Tampa in seven because I think I think it'll go to seven games. I mean, obviously, Tampa with the cup, and, cup experience and all that, you have a lot of guys on those teams, so... Tampa in seven. Carolina, New York Islanders. I got Carolina in six. I really like the young core that Carolina has built. Sebastian Ajo, Andrei Svechnikov, all those guys. They're, they're you know, they're, they got a good team down there. And I think Carolina's going to pull out that series in six. I think the Islanders are going to put up a bit of a fight. They made the big trade with... Vancouver to get Bo Horvat, but Carolina at the end of the day is just the better team. They're just the better team. And then we got a little battle in the got a little battle between New Jersey, New York. 
you know, classic rivalry, you know, the great series there in 94. New Jersey, New York, who do I got? I mean, Jack Hughes versus, like, Artemi Panarin and Patrick Kane and all that. The Rangers, Rangers in six. So, yeah, the Rangers are going to win in six. I mean, you got just the Rangers team is so deep. You got Panarin and you got Kane and you got Sabanajad in there too. Like, you got quite a few good guys on that team. So, yeah, Rangers are going to win in their first round. Now, moving on to the second round, I have Colorado-Dallas in that. The defending Stanley Cup champions will be knocked out in the second round by Dallas. I'll say six games. Let's go six games for that. Yeah, Dallas will will beat the defending Stanley Cup champions. Again, they got a really good team this year. I really like Jason Robertson and and that core that they've built there. And Dallas is going to be a really good team for a really long time, I think. Next, like, five years. I would not be surprised if they win a cup in the next five years. Like, they're, they got a really good team, and they're young, too. So, props to Dallas and what they built there. Vegas, Edmonton. Connor McDavid going back to the conference finals for the second year in a row. Yes, I have Edmonton beating Vegas. I think this one is... Should we go six again or seven? Ooh. I'll go seven. I'll go seven. You know what? I think McDavid just, you know... McDavid's just an unreal... Just an otherworldly level player. And, you know, I think he finds a way to bang in, you know, another Game 7 game winner, you know. Now, Boston-Tampa. I think this one will be... This one will be six games, I think. But Boston is just... They they tore it up in the regular season. And I think they're definitely going to make a deep run. Boston in six games over Tampa. They move on to the conference finals. Carolina Hurricanes versus the New York Rangers. New York Rangers. I think they're going to the conference finals. I think they win this series... Let's go five games. Let's go five games for that one. You know, I I mean, Hurricanes are a really good team. And, you know, they're still young. But the Rangers, you have so many impact guys on that team. I think you got to go for the Rangers. Now back to the now we're going to the conference finals now Dallas versus Edmonton in the conference finals. McDavid is going to go to his first cup final in his career. Edmonton advances to the Stanley Cup final. At Ed, yeah, Edmonton will beat Dallas in You know what? I'll go, I'll go 5. I'll go 5 games, I think. You know, Dallas, I think they just don't have enough playoff experience. How many guys are on that 2020 Cup finalist team? That's there's well there's Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan I guess I'm sometimes you kind of forget there because like it's now kind of like it's a new generation for them like there's a new generation of stars kind of taking over. Yeah, I guess it'll be interesting to see what kind of 
Yeah, but point is, though, Edmonton Cup Finals. Over in the East now, Boston Bruins versus the New York Rangers. This one's going to be a doozy. This one will be really good. Boston, New York, and I have the Rangers winning in seven games. It will be a really good series, being intense. You know what? I'm going to say it goes to overtime in game seven. Yeah, yeah. Overtime in game seven. Artemi Panarin, game winner. Calling it. So this sets up Edmonton Oilers versus New York Rangers final. Ooh, this one's going to be good. Edmonton versus New York. And who is my cup winner? Connor McDavid will win his first Stanley Cup. He'll it'll be epic moment. I think they'll win it at home too. And they'll win it in or how's it? Yeah. I'll have to figure out how home home ice advantage. I hope they win it at home, but I'll say I'll say 6 games. I'll say 6 games again. I feel like most series end in 6 games, but I would love to see a game seven, though. I think just you, you can't beat a game seven. But I think I think Edmonton does win in six games. I would love to see. I'd love to see McDavid score some sort of like late goal, like you know, gets the puck and starts you know skating at like light speed like he does and scores the. Stanley Cup winning goal like late in the game or something that'd be epic especially if it was at Rogers place like that arena would just explode so but yeah Edmonton wins the cup the Canadian Cup drought is over after 30 years McDavid Dreisaitl all those guys finally get a Stanley Cup so I mean, we'll see. We'll look. We'll look back at it and see how correct I was. But yeah, those are my predictions. I know. I know. I know. I know. Like I said, some things did not age well. But you know, you can't always be perfect in your predictions. So, but let's see how how I do in my predictions as we progress along in the next couple rounds. See if the Oilers or the Rangers can make the cup final and if the Oilers can get the Stanley Cup. All right, so now we're going to move into a segment called On This Day. So what is On This Day, you might ask? Well, On This Day is basically going to take a look at today in hockey history, and the day today is April 28th, so we're going to be looking at things that have happened in hockey on this specific day, April 28th, because especially right now, this time of year, April, May, June, there's a lot of really special moments that have happened on this day. So we're going to take a look, and by the way, for this, I am looking at what I'm using for this, I'm going on the Hockey Writers page um, today in hockey history. So credit to them. So this is not like my, it's just looking at the Hockey Writers page. Looking here, Sergei Fedorov. Sergei Fedorov likes April 28th. He really does because Fedorov, so on April 28th, 1992, 
It was between the Detroit Red Wings and Minnesota North Stars. Game six of the North Division semifinals. So it was 0-0 going into overtime. The Detroit Red Wings have a chance to win the series and advance in overtime. Fedorov, late in overtime, Fedorov, it looked like he was he hit the crossbar. And then during the next stoppage of play, they looked back at it and determined that that puck, in fact, did go in. It was the first... It was the, kind of the first time they really used video review because they had introduced it for those playoffs. And that was, like, for the first time they introduced it. And that was kind of the first time video review was ever used. And then not only that, 17 years later, April 28, 2009, Fedorov scored another game-winning goal. This was in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference quarterfinals. It was he was he's now on the Capitals now against the New York Rangers. He became the oldest player ever to score the deciding goal in a game seven. So Sergei Fedorov, April twenty eighth is a pretty special day for him. Also on April twenty eighth, two thousand nine, this was the day that the Carolina Hurricanes completed one of the one of the like Best, it was one of the best like game seven finishes you will ever see. Down two one in the third, with time running out in the third period, game seven of the Eastern Conference quarterfinals. UC Jokinen ties the game up with a minute twenty to go. So now it's tied up at two two. All right, they were down two one. They've tied it up now. It's like okay, this game is going to overtime, but. Just about 50 seconds later, coming down, we're getting down to the final, down to the last minute at this point. It is Eric Stahl with the goal to send the Carolina Hurricanes on to the next round. Being a minute after being down by a goal, a minute 20 left. You think it's, you, I mean, you're not giving up on the bench, but you're like, if you're a fan, you're probably like, okay, this game is probably over. And then all of a sudden, within a blink of an eye, just completely, the script completely flips all of a sudden. Quinn Byfield made his NHL debut today on April 28, 2021. Because remember, remember, yeah, it would be, yeah, the playoffs wouldn't have started. So it would have been like late in the regular season. I was thinking for a second, yeah. But yeah, Quinn Byfield, fun fact, Quinn Byfield made his debut today. On April 28th, 1970, Jacques Plante recorded his 14th and final career postseason shutout. He was a member of the St. Louis Blues at the time. How many of you guys knew that he played for the St. Louis Blues? I didn't I didn't know that. I didn't know he played for the Blues. But yeah. 5-0 win over the Pittsburgh Penguins in Game 5 of the Western Division Semifinals. So, good on you, Jacques Plante. And, and yeah, that, that's it for On This Day. And that'll do it for this premiere episode of the Puck House Podcast. In the meantime, follow the Instagram for other content and any updates about the podcast and all that 
follow that. And until next time, goodbye.